Sounding Third, the official podcast of the Nashville Sounds. On the field, off the field, Rounding Third takes you inside Nashville Sounds baseball. Here's your host, Jeff Hemm. Welcome to another edition of Rounding Third. It's Jeff Hemm here with you from First Tennessee Park. Today we bring you a wide-ranging conversation with the always entertaining Sounds catcher Jet Bandy. Jet, thanks for your time joining us here on this podcast where we are going to go deep into the life of one Jet Bandy. Uh, I always like to start with some of the topics that we wouldn't normally discuss on, on the broadcast pregame shows. You grew up in California in, in the Thousand Oaks area. That's where you went to high school. What for you are some of your earliest baseball memories? Oh, man, earliest baseball memories. Jeez. Uh, going back to Little League here? Uh, yeah, my first home run. Probably uh, it was uh, it was T-ball, and then it was T-ball. Isn't everything in T-ball a home run? Because they never really get anybody well, out. No, it was over the fence, so like <laughs> okay. the kid, the kids would pitch, the kids would pitch, and I was just the kids couldn't throw strikes, so I just went swing and I'd wait for the tee, and then I would hit it over the fence. <laughs> and then uh, my my first actual home run was when uh, the coach the coach had a pitch, so it was uh, it was the kid would walk you, and then the coach would come in, and then. I remember the coach throwing me a ball. It was like way over my head. And he's like, oh, no, no, don't swing. And I tomahawked it. And like, I hit a bomb to left. And then um, <clears throat> fast forward, uh, I threw a no-hitter when I was in seventh grade. That was fun. I didn't, I didn't want to pitch that day. I remember showed up late. I was, I was pissed off. I was like, I'm late. I'm pissed, you know. The coach was like, hey, Jet, you're pitching. So I was like, all right, I don't want to pitch today. I go out there, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to throw as hard as I can. So I'm really wild. And, you know, they got to take me out. And I just started throwing this, the ball as hard as I could. And it was just, I was just, I punched out 15. And I'll never forget, two outs, bottom of the seventh. Guy hits a chopper over my first baseman's head. And my right fielder is playing shallow. My right fielder comes up and throws the guy out at first. No hitter intact. So I went, oh, no, there it goes. And then I saw my right fielder throw him out, and I was going nuts. So, um, And then uh, high school. Um, high school was fun. and uh, Yeah, just playing all the time. Um, we were always really good in high school. We were, our, our, our school was a powerhouse. So just, just all the guys just loved being out there playing, getting dirty, and just – uh, high school was really fun, and then college is a different story. Grew up, went to the University of Arizona. Coach Andy Lopez, he yelled at me every single day, but I loved him for it uh, to this day. I mean, if I didn't, if I, I, I swear, if I didn't go to college and have Andy Lopez as a coach, I don't think I would still be playing. He made me mentally tough, and he made me prepared not only for baseball, but just being a man in, in life. So, when, when in that process did you realize, like, wow, I'm, I'm above average I, I'm I'm hitting the ball farther I'm throwing the ball faster I'm bigger I'm stronger than the guys around me and it, is that also part of the answer that would be when did you first get scouted and have a sense that like college baseball could happen and maybe even beyond that uh, I mean I've always wanted to I, I wanted to be a big leaguer ever since I was like five years old ever since I started playing the game that's all I wanted to do is be a big leaguer and uh, I know I was just playing playing with my friends and you know, I was always like, you know, I didn't really understand. It was like, oh, like, oh, let's play this baseball game and whose house are we going to just go swim at? You know, I just never, like, took it that serious. And um, once I got to high school, it was like, oh, yeah, this is fun. This is cool. And then I remember after my uh, my sophomore year, I was getting all these letters from all these colleges and these pro teams and stuff. And I was like, oh, well, this is, yeah, this is this is different. Like, 
So, I mean, that's, that's usually when it kind of hit home when I was, ever since I was younger, that was my goal. And then once I, early freshman, sophomore season, I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, I can do this for sure. Like, this, is, this, is, this might actually happen. And sure enough, it did. We were talking a minute ago about the draft, and you were a 31st round pick out of Arizona in 2011. What do you remember about the draft process and were you, the, the whole thing about where, where do I think I'll go? How many teams do I think might draft me? Like, were you pretty confident you were going to get taken? Yeah, um, the draft for me every time, it's just a, I, I hated it because as a, as a high schooler, I was like, all right, you know, these scouts are telling me things and I'm going to get drafted here. And, you know, I got drafted in the 41st round of the high school to pitch for the Dodgers. And I said, no, I'm going, I'm going to school. So I went to school and, you know, draft comes again and it's just just passing me up passing me up and you know 31st round pick comes around and I always told everyone I was the Angels first pick on the third day of the draft <laughs> but but it, it's true oh yeah I was the Angels first pick on the third day so uh but uh yeah no it was uh it, it that that time when I have you know um college seniors that you know they might never play again they, they didn't even get drafted and for me to be drafted you know I felt thankful so you mentioned a bit ago the phrase growing up. You are now a dad. Uh, you and your wife have a son now from this past off season. So has growing up gone to a new level now? Oh my gosh, yeah. It's the best thing ever. I've, I, my, my son, he's, he's a pride and joy of my life. I miss him a bunch. Uh, yeah, it just puts life in a different perspective. You know, your bad games aren't so bad anymore. It's just, you know, just, I'm just thankful to have, you know, a beautiful wife and just the healthiest, cutest son ever. And I'm just so blessed. And it just puts, definitely puts life in perspective and gets your priorities straight. As we record this, tomorrow is Father's Day, which will be your first Father's yeah. Day. I know you guys are in the grind of the season and you know, you're working tomorrow. It's not, maybe not gonna feel too much of a different day, but th does it kind of come full circle? The fact that like you're part of now being celebrated on a Father's Day? I guess, yeah, it hasn't really hit me yet. It's my first one, but um, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I've gotten some cards and you know, my wife's gotten me uh, some stuff um, my wife made me like this I love like smoking meat in the off season so she got me this big platter and she had my son's handprints and footprints on it and it's so it's at home but uh yeah it's it's super cool it's definitely full circle um I know I got a great dad and you know hopefully I can be a good dad too so I'm still working on that <laughs> you are part of what is a really fun team in that clubhouse just personality and uh, you never seem to have a bad day from the, the jokes and just the way you approach the day-to-day -day of what I know for you guys can be uh, a grind. Part of what makes you entertaining, we saw on the last road trip in Reno where unfortunately you had to take the mound uh, in that last game because the team ran out of arms. Yeah. But based on the different variations of some uh, some imitating, it, you, you embrace those chances. Oh, I embrace it for sure. You know, it's a position player going out there. It's like... You know, we don't have anybody else. I'm not going to take it too serious. Obviously, I want to do well, but I'm going to have the most fun as possible I can out in that mound. And it's really like I, I love doing it. Like Woody's like, hey, you want it? I'm like, absolutely, I want to go out there. So I do all these imitations of my favorite guys, you know, like Weaver, Houston Street, like all these guys that have different motions and different sets and stuff like that. So I, I have a blast. and. You know, I gave up the loss the last time I went out there, so I need to redeem myself. Hopefully I'm not out there too much anymore, but we're playing good baseball now. So, uh, yeah, that's fun. I love doing that. Well, in those moments, I, I enjoy it as the broadcaster only because my job is to paint the picture and you create a challenge. I've got to describe all your different yeah. 
motions. What did we see in Reno? We saw Craig Kimbrell. Who else did you break out? Uh, I, I usually do uh, Jared Weaver is one of my favorites. I got a lot of stories about him. and So I always do Jared Weaver, Craig Kimbrell, uh, Wade Davis, Jeremy Shields. I did a little Mike Mussina. Um, I did a little Kevin Brown the other day. I don't think anyone <laughs> caught that one, but the big, the big twist. Um, it's, a, it's as much about you knowing that you did it versus oh, how many yeah. are recognized. Yeah, I'll, go, I'll, ba I'll go back and video. I'm like, boom, there's Kevin Brown. <laughs> um, it's, uh, you know, sometimes I'll do like an old school, like, uh, you know, Brad Penny or something like that, where it's just like I got to bust out like at a day Nomo or something, like over my head, pause, some pauses next time, so I see what I can do next time. You mentioned your dad, John. Is it true that he taught Tom Cruise how to be a bartender for the movie Cocktail? Oh yeah, yeah. I've uh, my dad. He was uh, he was a bartender for 25 years. He had four kids in diapers, and he said, you know what? I'm getting bored of just serving, you know, vodka, ice, orange juice, and a napkin. You know, it's just like you know what? I have four kids in diapers. I didn't need to start making tips. So he he made this work uh, He made this bench, shoe shelf slash bar out of wood put pads all down on the garage and he practiced flipping bottles and sure enough he got real good at it he got this routine he worked at uh tgi fridays in uh in woodland hills california or yeah west hills california uh, up there and um some lady came in she was like hey i want something fruity to drink i don't know what i want my dad was like all right i'll make it for you if you don't like it i'll buy it my dad flips his bottles, does his whole routine, and she was like, hey, I'm a movie producer, and I'm looking for someone to train Tom Cruise how to do that. You want to be that guy? My dad was like, yeah, sure. So he went to, like, Toronto, Jamaica, New York, filmed that movie. He got his little 15 minutes of fame. Like, he, he got in backgrounds of other movies. He won the Bartending Olympics in 96. So, wow. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty cool. My dad was literally the best bartender in the world at one point, and every year in Vegas they have a, uh, they have a show where it's um, – they call it you know the flare bartending now it's like a juggling act these guys are unbelievably talented just you know juggling these bottles and they invite my dad every year to be the judge they they call my dad the grandfather of flare he's one of the first guys to do it so he's kind of a legend in the bartending uh the, the bartending <laughs> industry so yeah he goes sometimes and judges it but other times he just stays at home but yeah he's uh when it comes when it comes to bartending and some uh, alcohol, he knows what he's doing. How much of those tricks got passed on to you? Oh, you know, he's, I can I can like spin the shaker and flip some of the bottles and stuff and throw the ice up, but just his routine and how clean it is, it was just he practiced all the time. Like I, he he was always practicing, always working. He always had good hand-eye coordination. That's where I got it from, and you know, it was just super super cool to be you know just stuff to talk about like that where it's just like oh yeah you know my dad trained Tom Cruise how to do that that's all, all every single thing is my dad's stuff and he said it was really cool guys and really really cool experience he has pictures of everything he documented everything it's so cool that's awesome I, I know you've been asked about your name a million times and I did it when you joined me on the radio pregame show back in April but I love when there's a story behind a name and I think your name is really cool Jet J-E-T-T is a hybrid of your dad and your grandfather, and you love it, which you should. Yeah, I think it's awesome. You know, when I was growing up, no one, no one had my name. Um, I get, uh, hey, what's your name? Jet? Oh, Jeff? No, Jet. Jed? No. So I just go, Jet, like the airplane with two T's. And yeah, it was my grandpa's name was Chester, C H E T T, uh, and they called him Chet for short, C H E T T. And my dad's name is John, so they put Chet and John together and got Jet. And, yeah, I love my name, and you know, everyone—it's—it's it's great. I don't know what you want to do when you're done playing, but you could be a commentator if you want to, and maybe someday I'll get a chance to have you on the air with me up there because it would be great. 
I know at least from batting practice sessions, you, you're a commentator at heart. Uh, what would it be like as Jet Bandy would come in if, you, if the, the broadcaster Jet Bandy were calling the game? So uh, I, always, I, always, I always love when I hear an announcer says someone checks in. So. Which I admit, now that I think about it, I've done before. But yeah. it's just there's only so many ways you could say a guy steps in. You know, Bandy coming up again, like Bandy checks in. Yeah, it's just it's just Bandy checks in. Big right-hander out of SoCal. He's one for two on the nights and battered, beating the crap out of himself. <laughs> He's gotten hit by a pitch, trying to block balls. Let's see what he can do here. Fastball swung and missed, pitch above his head. You know, just stuff like that. I just, I, 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 announcing for me, it's just, I've always done it since I was a little kid. Like, and yeah, I feel like I could be an announcer, color guy, something where it's just like, you know, I, I just, I do it when I'm not playing. I'll sit here and I'll just do it, and the guys love it. It's laughing, and you know I can I can like have fun with it when it's not on the air. So I say some some funny, more funny things that you can't. But. Yeah, we appreciate the cleaner versions here, but oh, yeah. uh, I do remember Reno was a fun one because in batting practice everything is a home run in Reno, and we got to hear some of your home run calls. Oh yeah, the wind was howling out in Reno, and one, my favorites. I love listening to announcers where they have like the their home run calls. Each announcer has you know different home run calls like the. The Giants guy, it is high, it is deep, it is out of here. Or the, the Angels guy where it's big fly, Mike Trout. Or, or <laughs> uh, Carlson. Oh, uh, yeah, the, uh, the stretch. Yeah, <laughs> stretch ball, stretch. It will, you can put it on the board, yes. And then Bob Euchre, get up, get out of here, gone. You know, all the different ones. So I don't know if, I don't know, I would have to make one up. It would just come to me naturally, but, you know, everyone, every announcer has their own home run call, and I think it's cool. You played in Milwaukee. Was Euchre aware of this? Oh, yeah. That was one of the guys I wanted to meet. So I was like, because uh, I'm a huge fan of those major league movies. Yes. I think he was absolutely hilarious in those. So, so first time, and first time I saw him, I just, I just dropped the swing and a drive to left. Uh, I was like, <laughs> Yeah, and then she says something about Serrano having a rocket up as you know what. <laughs> yeah. So I would say that, and he turned and looked at me, and so we're going to drive headed towards South America. If anything travels that far, you have a flight attendant on it. So we would go back and forth, and he told me, and we, we became good friends, and he told me he did that all off the top of his head. They, they had lines for him. He said, no, I'm not doing this and stuff. So that was cool having him and having uh, – Actually, my dad was like, "Yeah, having Bob Euchre announce my son." He, my dad was like, "Yeah, that's my my life. My life's pretty good." Yeah, that's pretty tough to top. Yeah. You're, you're also, a, a, at least in some ways, a quarterback at heart. Oh yeah. Uh, just you used to play football, and are you just a big football fan? No, I mean, I wish I played more football. I played a little bit, but never quarterback. I'm a, I'm a, I love football fan. I love fantasy football, and my favorite thing is when like the mic's on on the field you know you hear those these cadence calls that these nfl quarterbacks have and it's just like i'm gonna back the mic away so you can go more full full version if you're really out on the field what do we got here well it's just like it's just they they, they go like they'll they'll come up and then they'll, they'll audible they'll, they'll check out of it so it's just like they'll be like check 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 lightning disco river river popsicle popsicle green 80 and then, that, dude, it's it's great. So I'll be doing that, and I'll be I'll be doing that in the clubhouse. And everyone has like their own cadence call for like you know, I'll say I'll say Flacco, which is skinny in Spanish, and I'll say Flacco, Flacco, and that's Tochi. So Tochi will look up and I'll fire him the ball, and, you know, just just stuff like that. I used to like, 
Um, who else do I do? That's funny. I love the green 80, too, because that's spot on. Oh, yeah. Green 80, that's Aaron Rodgers. Ready? That's Cam Newton. Alpha Delta is uh, Alpha Delta. That's a Tom Brady, TB12. Huge Tom Brady fan. I love Tom Brady. Um, Peyton Manning had the Omaha, right? Yeah, Peyton Manning's Omaha. Um, like I said, uh, uh, blue 80s, like um, uh, Stafford. Um, uh, um, and then, and then you got Matty Ice, freaking, and then uh, Goff. Goff says popsicle. These jobs, Tupac, Dr. Dre, all this stuff. Like I just, that's all I listen for. Like that's why. I mean, I watch fantasy football, but at the same time, I go on YouTube and I'll go on Miked Up and I'll just watch all of this. It's great. First time I heard you do it, I I kind of thought you were a quarterback back in the day because you've got the height, you've got the <laughs> arm, like. And you just never, never played football, huh? No, I mean, I played football a little bit. I was a tight end, and I was like the third-string quarterback. And our, our, our starter got hurt. Our backup wasn't doing well. And I remember I got in there. This is like eighth grade. I got in there. He calls a running play. And then he calls another running play. And I was like, hey, man, I want to throw one. It's like, okay, fine. So I remember I get under center, and it was a bad snap. It was a bad snap, and, like, I had to dive on the ball. And I never got another – I was out after that, so I never got another play. I've always wondered if it was like a good snap or something, what could have happened. But, yeah, no, I think baseball is the right way to go. I think you chose the right career. Yeah. But I do. the fact that you mentioned backup quarterback, the other fun part of that would be on the sidelines with all the weird hand signals oh, yeah. to try to either decoy the play or signal right. the play. Yeah, no, You'd be all over that. Yeah, the, the hand signals, decoy the play, call the play out, or you're, or you're on the iPad going to the starter <laughs> like, hey, man, this is what I see the right here. On. Yeah. And then uh, another favorite, this guy is uh, uh, Chris Collinsworth, the guy who does uh, yes. Monday and Sunday night football. <laughs> he is he is by far my my favorite, one of my favorite commentators ever. It's just the way he slides into the camera and the way he talks. He's like, he goes, <laughs> we have a dandy tonight, boys. Tom Brady versus Ben Roethlisberger. It's not the first time these two have met up, and it's definitely not the last. I got to go with TB12 here. He's done it time and time again. He has great numbers against Steelers. <laughs> you know, and he just, he just goes like that, and then, like, there will be a play on the field where it will be like, <laughs> that guy's 6'8", 395 pounds, and he runs down a running back like that. That's one heck of a football play. That's one heck of a football player, and you're only going to see that one one's place and that's the national football league <laughs> i love the full name the national football yeah, league they yeah, don't say yeah, nfl oh no, yeah no yeah it's great it's just like see what they're doing here they're running cover to sink and they're just going to disguise it with the backers coming up here a veteran quarterback like tom brady he ain't biting on that and guess what he does he finds edelman for a touchdown 35 <laughs> yards that's a heck of a football play right there Oh, man, this has been a heck of a lot of fun. Jet, you are gold, man. Thanks for doing no, this. Absolutely. Thank you, Jeff. All right, that's Jet Bandy. Thanks for joining us on another edition of Rounding Third. Thank you for listening to Rounding Third, the official podcast of the Nashville Sounds. For more information about Sounds Baseball and this podcast, visit nashvillesounds.com slash podcast. Oh,